0: Why do you care so much about the Columbus Blue Jackets messing up the Connor Bedard? I don't get it. What's your obsession with Columbus? Cut the cord. You played fucking five games there.
1: Well, if you've listened to anything I've said over the I past haven't. number of weeks, and I'll explain it to you again. Oh, okay. I have. It's I've not Columbus. It's Columbus. It's Chicago two days ago it's anaheim these teams have flip-flopped and literally won games so so let me let me get this straight like Connor mcdavid was picked first overall but we got jack eichel at number two is there a difference between number one and number two okay i get it keep going. jack hughes jack hughes New, a newer version, newer version. Jack Hughes. How many points did he have this year? uh, Ninety. Ninety-seven. He Uh, he had one.
0: I think he had one last night. His brother had a big game goal and assist for uh, Luke Hughes last night. But I think he had an assist on his brother's first NHL goal last
1: night. So it might give him 98. Okay. So, um, who's picked number two overall in that draft? Believe it was Nolan Patrick. No. Not fucking even close, man.
0: No, no. That was Heesher's year. It was Heesher Patrick.
1: Okay. How's Patrick doing, number two overall? How's Heesher doing? Yeah. I hold on. Who I is can't... number two overall, Jack Hughes? Uh do you know the answer? Yes. You do know the answer. Okay.
0: What year was the draft? That was what, nineteen or twenty nineteen?
1: Was he 2019? Yes. 2019
0: draft. Okay. Who is number two? Who is number two? Come
1: on, man. You should know this. He's number two. He's super good. He's just like, he's just as good as Jack Hughes. Who's number three? Uh, Playing on Montreal right now. Playing on Montreal. Third overall pick. Six foot three, 200 pound player. He was unbelievable. Draft by Chicago. Kirby Dak. Yeah, there you go. How's so who, he doing? How's he doing instead of Jack Hughes, the number one overall pick?
0: Yeah. Okay. And who was number two? Who? Is so number, I guess I guess so my who was number two that Kapokaku. year? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. You, you should have known that. Um, is he? Is he doing well? Should have known that. Fuck you. Should have known that. There
1: you go. There you go. So when you're sitting here, and I and I and I'm talking to you a couple minutes before we go on 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 our pod, and you just you you know that I'm 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 not venting because. I don't have no stake in the game at all, but I've been saying this about Chicago. Well, you, you and brought then it I up, say it about Columbus. You and bring then it I'm up saying all it about time. Anaheim. Because they're winning games. And you brought it up in the group chat last night too. And it is so it is it's obviously bothering Columbus Blue Jackets, you. if they would have lost the first game, would have had the highest percentage of getting by far. But the GMs and the coaches the are not players. playing the games, Craig. How happy is Anaheim? Beside themselves, beside themselves, wouldn't be a bad place for him to go. It Would be a horrendous why place for him to go. Why? You know,
0: l- l- let me let me let me elaborate on that as to why. If Connor McDavid, if I don't have to search for a Connor McDavid game, and it's on a TNT or an ESPN, or they're playing Buffalo at MSG. I'm watching Connor McDavid. A lot of eyes will be on the Anaheim
1: Ducks. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I read an article. His mom was speaking out about, um, the family being frustrated. The family worried about Connor Bedard and the fans. Like, apparently there's fans that are, Like in their backyard at night, they're cruising around in in, on on their yard, you know, knocking on their doors and wanting autographs and stuff like that. And it's just, she's worried about number one, the safety of the family, right? That's, that's number one, but also it's getting to the point where Connor, Connor can't go anywhere. He can't go out his his name right now has skyrocketed in the last year, year and a half. And now she's, you know, there's, uh, there's worried about, you know, people know where they live and the safety of, of the family, because listen, I mean, <laughs> you've seen the, the, you know, the, the stuff that's going on today. It's, it's scary. It's scary out there. And she's a little worried about safety of the family because the Connors name's becoming so big. And, you know, just taking him out, ha- having him being able to go out and be a normal kid is is gone. And this that's and a this is legitimate drink, concern. Yeah, it is. Melissa well, I, mean, I mean you got people cruising around in your backyard at night. That's you know that's that's scary. I mean, but um this brings me to the point of you know, you you talking about for an example, Anaheim anaheim is um is is there's two ways of looking at it there's the best for Connor bedard and the nhl chicago is the place to go the amount of money it's the it's the one of the biggest markets in the nhl yeah but you know what the amount of money that they could sell because of this kid it's gonna be off the chart. Yeah, that's fine.
0: But the the you gotta understand something. There's also you know, we're talking like the, it's in the destiny of the league's hands, but we we I think the reality is we all know that Sidney Crosby was placed in Pittsburgh for many different reasons. Number one, because that franchise was moving and Lemieux had a connection to the kid and Lemieux was older owed, owed a lot of money and it just it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Like what a great scenario. That yeah. four teams had twenty-five percent odds and it came up in Pittsburgh. Buffalo had the same odds that year. Um yeah. and we ended up drafting thirteenth and we got Merrick Zagrapan. How about that? Um Connor McDavid fine. ended up in I'm Edmonton. The last pick. that was not a lottery win. That was that was a placement. He was placed in Edmonton strategically. And Connor Bedard is going to be strategically placed somewhere else. No, yes, no. yes, Greg, stop. No, yes. that's not are true. F- yeah, oh my God, that is absolutely oh God. not, not God. true. You are so blind if you don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Connect um, the dots, man. You talk about money, you say it's about money, and Connor Bedard in Chicago would, would be the best place financially. Yep. Where do you, do you think the best place financially for Connor McDavid would have been Arizona or Buffalo or Edmonton? Arizona was a fucking mess to begin with. Same reason. Yeah. Same reason you guys don't want Connor Bedard there. Buffalo yeah. is a thriving fan base when the well, team. Well, it's a is small good. market. They don't need him. They're going to get Jack Eichel anyway. That was the mindset. Edmonton Oilers were a sinking fucking ship with a new building and a massive TV deal with no one to sell. There's no one to sell on the West Coast because Austin Matthews game would have been over by nine thirty. Then you have mm-hmm. the West Coast games. And there's nobody on the west coast in Canada worth people to go and tune into intentionally.
1: It's a fucking no brainer. It's funny that you. It's funny that you actually believe that. that I it's fucking true. believe it
0: wholeheartedly. Whole- Not a chance. Heartedly. Yeah. These billionaires. There's like. And if the league were really other smart, billion, you talk about Chicago,
1: if the league were really smart, Riv, they'd put him in Detroit. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay. So my, my, my final point is the best spot for him for the league and Conor Bedard would be Chicago. The best thing for Conor Bedard and what I just spoke to you about, about the family, the mother, you know, the kid can't go anywhere without being recognized. I'm going to tell you right now. He goes to Anaheim. Nobody will know who that kid is. He'll play 10 years in the league and be the number one goal scorer. And he still won't be known. Why do you think Joe Joe Thornton and San Jose loved it? Why do you think Patrick Marleau loved it? People didn't know who the hell they were. They don't give a shit about fucking hockey. They don't give a shit about hockey. They have football. They have baseball. Why do you think Connor McDavid they feels They have basketball, Edmonton. Edmonton. college football. They have college baseball. They have NASCAR. They have everything under the sun but hockey. I remember reading the paper. Yes, I read the paper back in uh, 2007. And when I would read the paper, okay, I can't even remember what the paper was, like the Mercury or something like that. And I would re- take the sports page okay which was like i'm not kidding it was a fucking phone book it was literally a phone book Petey. you had you had the 49ers on the front page boom i'm flipping through like four five pages of all 49ers football and then you're into the basketball and then you're into the baseball and then you're into college football college and like you know what you had to do this phone book i would p- take the paper and literally just turn it around and on the back corner in the bottom had a little snippet of the San Jose Sharks. (laughs) A fucking snippet of the San Jose Sharks in the bottom of like a 70 page sports page. Okay. They don't give a shit about hockey. Now, I I say that, but we sold out every single game in San Jose. Every single game we sold out. It was incredible. Just like they're going to sell out every single game if if you know anaheim ends up getting conor Bedard, they will sell it out but here's the thing when he leaves that place no one cares who he is that's that's the difference between well, and, and, and who's that bad for um who's, who's that good w- for money wise money wise for the league the best thing is for conor badard to be in a big market the best thing for Connor Bedard, without question, would be to be in a place like Anaheim.
0: I would like to believe that the. I think the system is is needs to be done publicly, like the whole lottery, everything. I want to see the ball pop out. I want to see it. I want to see this. I don't want you to just unfold the cue cards, Bill Daly. Okay. Like you could literally put that on repeat every year and just, it's, it's numbing, but I want to see that. Like I, I would, I want to tune in to see like the balls come out, you know, <laughs> that sounded, sounded not, that didn't sound right.
1: But, but, but you know what I mean? It, That's the, that is, I mean, we just, we, we spent like 30 minutes talking about gibberish right now. And it's, it's basically about me talking once again before the show about these teams at the bottom there's three teams that are clear cut bottom feeders and i can't believe i cannot believe that one of these teams is not tanking more and you're like well the players don't tank yes but you know i'm going to tell you this johnny goodre last night who scored the winner played 22 43 you know how many minutes he'd fucking play for me? Twelve. Twelve minutes. That's how many minutes Johnny Goudreau would get in the last two games of the season. Okay? And I'd come to Johnny at the end of the year and I'd just be like, listen, man, you, you get it. Do I need do I need do I have to explain this to you? And he's gonna look at me and go, No. But you're playing fucking Johnny Goudreau, twenty two, forty three and then scores in overtime. And you go from you go from picking last in the league to third last in the league. And if you beat the Sabers in the last game, you will move uh, get a San Jose and you're picking you're picking fourth. You've lost 16%. Yeah. Yeah, Just by I uh... I just think it's you know. You know
0: what I think. I'm going to tell you there are probably some players on that team that are so happy that they can still win the lottery. Like I mean, come on. Listen, it doesn't matter where teams end up. I believe that Gary Bettman and the NHL is going to strategically place Connor Bedard where he is best fit for their best interest. That's what I think. And there's going to be. Perfect justification for it. That's Chicago. That's one. If it's Arizona, that's another. I could totally make a case for Arizona. If Arizona was to magically be able to win the the, the lottery. So, yeah, we're not talking gibberish here. This is, this is, we went through this here in Buffalo.
1: Yeah.
0: This exact same scenario, multiple times, by the way.
1: There's going to be an organization that has changed overnight with one player. I hope
0: it's San Jose. I hope for Mike Greer's sake, it's San Jose.
1: They need need it. Like you just mentioned about. Another incredible place to play, live. Um, They have incredible fans. San Jose Shark fans were incredible. But let me tell you something. After the game, you would go out to dinner you would go out to uh, you know a bar or anywhere, and nobody—and I mean nobody—knows who you are. Not nobody. It's it's truly incredible. I couldn't go anywhere. I wasn't a top player on Montreal. I couldn't go anywhere without being recognized. Couldn't take my wife to a movie. I couldn't take her to lunch, dinner. You couldn't go anywhere in the city. You couldn't go for a walk. Got people honking their horns and, you know, circling around to see you again. It's it's wearing. And I wasn't even a star. Saku Koibu couldn't go over his house. He couldn't go out anywhere. He went to a bar. We went to a bar after every game, okay? And, and we would show up, you know, we would pull up. Saku would get out of his car. And he would literally walk right into a bar that had a hundred people lined up to get into it. Okay. They take his car, no ticket, nothing. The, the, the bouncers just knew, boom, took his car. He would walk through the pa- uh, this, this bar slash restaurant that was jam packed. You had to, you had to smooth, you had to go sideways through it because there's so many people and he would have a table set up in the back. That was roped off with like three bouncers standing in front of it. So people, people would stand there and watch him eat. You think that's
0: fun? Well, what do you he th- think? He I said, said to you five stuff? minutes ago, what do you think McDavid's feeling in Edmonton? I can't go anywhere. Connor Vidal probably dreaming of going to a place like San Jose or Anaheim. Yeah. You know? play in the sun and no one's going to
1: know who he is. He can be left alone. Yeah. Even Chicago, Chicago's, you know, Chicago's big, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on the bears, the, you know, the, the, the baseball, the basketball, you know, it's a big, big city. Um, Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I can't wait. It's gonna be a great draft. And I and I'll t- and I'll say this to you, and I've said this to you before. Number two out of Vantilly and number three, uh Miskov, I think uh, the Russian kid who he might fall in the draft because of some situations that happened with his family and himself in Russia. Um, he might fall a couple spaces, but he has been he has been right with Connor Connor uh Bedard in the uh as one of the top guys. So, I mean, there's some real strong picks behind Connor Bedard. No question about it. Um, but Connor Bedard is a gem. He's a gem. will be Monday, May
0: 8th at 7 PM. Eastern time. Buffalo Sabres. One more game left to go in the season. How would you rate the season
1: for the Sabres? Yeah. I would rate it, um, a b plus would that be would that something that you would be uh feel good about i think I would, a an a would be making the playoffs okay an a would be making the playoffs an a plus would be basically doing something that you clearly did not expect Right? Like you it was just so far fetched, like what what happened. did you like think the youngest kind of... team in the league could,
0: and they have one game left, and if they win, they have ninety one points and forty two wins. so they would be the third wild card team, and they would finish the season one point out of a playoff spot. Did you think this team would be one point or two points out of a playoff spot? And I want them to win this game tonight against Columbus so badly. So that they can literally hang their hat on the fact that they finished one point out of one win out of a playoff spot. And you went two and eight
1: in February and you went 0 and eight. But is that going to drive you nuts? Are you going to go home in the summertime and be like, Jesus? No, I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. I I I think it's motivating. That's a motivational factor. Now that you have a guy like Devin Levi that you think you might be able to roll 40, 50 games with next year. Yeah. I I think it's a motivating factor for this team.
1: Why are you laughing? Nothing. I just, I just feel, I just feel it's, 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 it's insane. Like we've like, I just think everybody needs to take a bloody deep breath on the kid, man. The kids come in. He's got adrenaline and his spidey senses are tingling like nobody's business he's excited um the team is sparked in is and, and very excited from what they've heard about this young man he's come in he's played really well okay he's played really well i won't i won't deny that but in 5 games in 5 games he's won he's won a position 5 games he's won a position is that it is that where we're I'm, I'm on board at right now.
0: I'm on board. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now he is my if he is healthy, no matter what, he is my starting goalie opening night next year. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all in on this guy. I'm fucking do you, do you, I'm I'm all do, in. Do, do you I,
1: think hypothetically that he could come to training camp next year? Um, you know, after a season of of taking a step away, he's had a really long season, he's played very well, a lot of emotion, he goes home, he works hard, he does all the things that he has to do to prepare for next year, comes into training camp, looks okay, starts some exhibition games, probably plays play world championships. Well. I
0: don't give a shit if he doesn't play well. I don't care.
1: Okay. Well, you should care. I, I he's don't. 21. He's yeah. 21. Uh, okay. Well, guess what? That's what Rochester's name me, for. name me five goaltenders that have come in and played at 21. In the last, in the last ten years, ten well, years. Let's we'll go
0: back a decade. I'm starting the season next year, opening night, with three goalies. Oh <laughs> fuck! I am. You're
1: you're you're not. I am. You're not. You're not. Then yes, I am. No, no, you're not. We're not gonna. No, we're not doing this. You have to have a safety valve because because of the reasons that I'm the just safety saying. valve should be in the be in the minors. If you're that taking is, Devin Levi, that is,
0: that is. But you got to have a backup plan because in my based on my scenario, Craig, based on my scenario right now with what he has shown me, okay, I am starting opening night with Devin Levi. No questions asked, none. Barring any injury, he is my opening night starter already. Okay. The fans want it. The players probably want it. The management wants it. They need it. That is another piece in the return of the Sam Reinhardt trade. All I'm saying to you is he will be the opening night starter for me. UPL will be backing up, and Eric Comrie will be in the press box. And and after 10 games or 15 games, then I will reassess my situation and I will make a decision on whether or not Devin Levi is going to spend the rest of the season in Buffalo or he's going to go back to the minors. Then you have two goaltenders that were part of the initial plan before Levi came out of college. Because we had Paulie Hamilton on here, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago. And he's like, next year, the starting goaltenders will be, it will be UPL and Eric Comrie. Because Devin Levi wasn't even a conversation piece at the time. Because he was still in college and Rochester was a foregone conclusion. Things have changed. Do I think he's uh, ready to take on a starting role as a full-time? No, I don't. But the hype is real. The potential's real. The talent's real. The ability, all that shit. The way the team plays when he's there, I don't know. It's... I'm all in on the guy. And you know me, I'm never all in on anything. Yeah. Well, some things, okay. some things.
1: I can see it with how he's played. Um, I would hope that the team has learned something. We can sit here and praise them for the skill set of this hockey team and how they play. Uh, this game. They scored a lot of goals this year. They score one goal this year. They, they have the ability to be the third most goals scored in the league. That, to me, as a fan, is very exciting. Okay? Super exciting. Tage Thompson and Tuck and Cousins and Quinn and Paterka and Skinner and, you know, Peyton Krebs and, you know, you just keep going on and on and on. They have an awesome team, an awesome skill set moving forward. They have to understand that defense is going to take them to another level. And if they care and understand about that and work on that, okay, this team's going to be lethal. My true, my true, my honest opinion is there needs to be, there needs to be some movement this year. I hate to say it to bring in some defining players that are going to put this team in a very 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 favorable position moving forward. And I think they're going to be a hell of a team to play against. They're going to be a very difficult team to play against.
0: There are people out there craving your cap friendly uh armchair GM. Did you do it?
1: Um, I'm looking at it right now. Let's let's get through it. Let's go no. Why? No, I'm, I, I, they can wait. These, these trades take time. I'm still discussing with the other GMs. Some trades start at the draft and they don't get done till yeah. next year. Right. You know, the one I have the hardest and I look at, I I'm looking at him right now in our roster and it's just, Oh my Lord, man. I mean, it would next level is Tom Wilson. Tom oh. Wilson is exactly. And I mean, exactly. This kid, this kid can play. This kid can skate. He'd be one of the fastest skaters on the team. But every game he has three, four, five hits. He plays a game where he's pushing and driving defenders, and they just can't play against him. He's too big and too powerful.
0: What are the Sabres
1: going to do with Casey Middlestat? Oh, boy. I, listen, I think Casey that I've said this for a while, okay? I think he is an incredible talent. <clears throat> I think he's going to have some success moving forward. It's just not going to be on this team. I'm telling you, it's not going to be on this team. He's had a great season. He's had a great season, but I think he can have an, uh, an even better season, and it's probably going to be on a on a different team. I, hypothetically, you have Tage Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner, which is a staple first line. No questions asked. You have Jack Quinn and Paterka, are going to, I think, take major strides next year. I think both those guys could score twenty five goals next year, and 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 produce a lot of points. Dylan Cousins is going to continue to get better, stronger, and that that top six right there, right there, is outstanding. Where is Casey Middlestat supposed to sit? On this team. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, he's a top six forward and he should be on another team. Over
0: the years, I have not been the biggest. I I mean, I I don't know. I don't know the kid. I can't say I don't know him as a person at all. I think he's grown a lot in his game. I think he's grown tremendously in his game and I yeah, haven't always yeah. been a fan of his game but I yeah, mean, neither have he I, has I, really impressed me this year not that he has to that he owes me anything but I'm saying yeah. he is a guy that is he's, he's caught by a lot of people. Yeah,
1: I know he has. I know he has. I know everybody has. on the planet wanted to trade him. Like 98% of people were like well, we I, get still, rid of I still I still do and then. I have I have my reason for it. Listen, I don't I mean I don't go care on go on Twitter this year. I'd still go trade Go on Twitter him. right now. No one wants to trade this guy. No one wants to trade Casey Middlestat. The guy's gone on fire the last 10, 15 games of the season. He's he's played incredible. Went on fire last year
0: to last 10, 15 games of the season.
1: Yeah, not like this. Not like this. Look at his points in the last. he's, He's been incredible. That being said, as a third line center, you have a Tage Thompson, you have a Dylan Cousins, that they're your two guys. Your third guy is Casey Middlestad. Would you rather have a Casey Middlestad or would you rather have just, and I'm only bringing this guy up, this one player because of the style. Would you rather have a Boone Jenner? A Boone Jenner is a third line center. He's a second line center on Columbus, but on our team, he would be a third line center. He's going to be your top one of your top penalty killers He's got leadership, captain of Columbus. That is the style of guy that you need on your third line. He's a veteran hockey player that plays the game right. He also produces points. He scored 26 goals this year. But he is, that's the type of guy you need to support your top guys like, can you imagine if we could have, we could have just killed a couple freaking penalty kills. Holy shit, man, were we bad this year? Well, that needs to change. You can't just, you know, stick players in that position and think that you're going to have success. You have to have the right guys that know what they're doing. There needs to be a, a, a structure on your penalty kill. You have to have the right guys. Boone Jenner is a top penalty killer. I'm just saying, just saying, hypothetically, there's like, you know, Casey Middlestat could, could be here. Maybe, maybe they put him on left wing. I could see that. But on your, on your third line center, you need, you need that right, proper guy that's going to help this team.
0: He's impressed me with his skill set. But the rest of his game is—I just don't think you are going to win with a guy like that, in the role
1: that he's going to be put in. So you're 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 going to have to you're going to have to pay Casey Middles that too next year. He's got two and a half million dollars. Um, if he has a breakout season, and and I know what does he have this year? Fifty-seven points. Yep. So next year, if he goes and scores in the sixties, you're going to be paying him money—a lot of money. Well, he's going to want an extension this summer, especially. Uh, after I don't the season. I, 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 if I was Casey middlestat not, not, not a chance. I would be signing a, an well, extension. Fifty-seven points gets you four that's, and a half, five million. That's fuck all. That's fuck off for, for Casey Middlestadt. Okay, well, what's
0: his maximum earning potential? I mean, if he gets sixty-five points on, next year. on
1: our team, it's going to be different than another team.
0: Well, then that's why you have to trade him, and you have to. He has to play a whole year there in order to go and prove himself. He's in a tough situation. Because if you think about it, if if he goes to the team at the end of the year and says, hey, I want a, a five year extension for six million bucks or five and a half million dollars, and they're like, Absolutely not. Okay? And then and that's going to be his money that he wants. If he they decide if they decide to trade him, okay, he's going to go and have to Get reacclimated in a new place. He's going to be all out of sorts, and he's got one year to go and and prove himself in a new on a new team.
1: It's a tough situation, and, that, and that's and that's totally fine because that, that he's is. he's had a year where he's played very well. He's had a year where he's put up fifty seven points, and hopefully, he adds to that in his last game. If he goes into next year. And he goes to another team and puts up 65 points and 20 goals. How much do you pay a guy that's ultimately scored 60 60 points a year? What do you pay a guy that gets 60 points a year in today's game? $6 million. Yeah, there you go. That's why when you said, well, they're going to offer him uh, an extension at four and a half. Well, Casey's probably not going to take that because if he if he's going to bet on himself, and if he's going to go out and have a, have have himself a year, like think about this: he's got fifty seven points right now. How many times did he play on the first power play that eats up a minute and a half of the power play? Not a lot. Like
0: not maybe, in, when Ta- maybe when maybe when Tage was. How out. many
1: times? How many times throughout the year? So let's say, let's say 80 games, 81 games that Casey's played. How many times has he played on a line in the top two? Even for that matter, like, I mean, how many times did he have a chance to play with Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck? He's played with Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck and he, and he, and he's, gone on fire because he's got two guys that are next level talents than what he's been playing with all year. How many points would Casey Middlestat have if he played with top guys? I don't, I don't know. He has has 57 points right now. He'd probably have another 75, 15 to 20 points minimum. I I just gave him 18 to 75. Yeah. 75 points. So Here's the thing. So why the fuck does he want to come back? Why wouldn't he ask for a trade? Listen, it's a fucking great question, man. That, and that's why I'm sitting here going. I don't want to trade Casey Middlestad because I think he's a super fricking great talent. That being said to move our team forward. If you, if you feel that JJ Paterka is going to explode, if you feel that Jack Quinn's going to explode, then those guys are in your top six. Now you have your top six forwards done. Okay, so you move forward and say, okay, what what is our what does our bottom six look like? And and here, and the funny thing is, in today's game, there used to be a top six and a bottom six. Now there's not a top six and a bottom six. There's a top nine and then your third line or your fourth line. Would you agree? And even and even still, your fourth line in this league right now sometimes plays more than your second and third lines. That's how good the fourth lines are. The question what, is, can yeah, Casey you you Middlestad make him. you better? Why, why would you want to keep him? Well, what if you were? What if you could acquire? Because. That's why,
0: exactly right there. And I want, I want everyone. Again, to I, I, I'll just let me hear me. I don't think he's useless. I think he could be a mass, a, a, massive trade piece. I don't want to sound like I don't think the kid's a good hockey player. I, I think he's a phenomenal hockey player.
1: Just not the right fit on this team.
0: Stylistically,
1: he's. he's if it, I, I mean, think he, he's, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do excellent on another team because he's going to be in a, in a top six role. If he's in a I top hope six he role, does. I think he's going to, I think he's going to shred it. Here's I the thing. He's not playing in a top six role on our team. He doesn't have the minutes. He's not getting the minutes. And that goes back to. Can you find a player that will, even though Casey produces a lot of points, can you find a player that is different from Casey Boone Jenner. I just bring up Boone Jenner. There's, there's other, other centermen, other players in the league that you can go after. Okay. I'm just talking about this team desperately in the biggest of way needs to find guys that know how to kill penalties. Okay. Boone Jenner. Is that guy? He is 29 years old. He's not 33. He's 29 years old. He makes $3.75 million a year, which is peanuts in this league. He is a captain of the Columbus. So he's got leadership qualities to his game on the youngest team in the league. I think we have seen that this team has blossomed. We know what we're going to get from the Jack Quins and the Paterkas, these younger players. Okay, now it's go out and start to build around these guys. You're not going to take away ice time from these guys, which um, Kevin Adams was nervous about. He wants these guys to play. Well, there's your top six, but you need to you need to start building your bottom six. And when I say your bottom six, your third line could you know again i i i sit there and i it's so wishful thinking because there's no goddamn way in history that washington capitals is going to give up tom wilson i would do i would give anything to go and get tom wilson because he is exactly what this team needs he plays fast he plays heavy he scores goals he hits he can add an element of team toughness and literally the day that you that you go and acquire Tom Wilson, this whole entire team grows a bigger set of balls. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. And then you and, and then they get excited. Support. They can't wait to see a player
0: like that go out and play.
1: Yeah. I, because, I guess what you would, they're going to be playing harder. They're going to be I playing bigger and more I remember we, we
0: traded for guys. Every time we trade for a guy, you'd be like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what this guy's going to do tonight." Like it's you know right. like even when we traded for Steve Bernier, you're kind of like, "Okay, I can't wait to see what this guy does." He goes out and big bear. bear. Two goals, big bear. And one assist. Yeah. You know, big bear. and then uh, Mike Greer, same thing, blocks a massive shot at the end of the game in Washington or the, the day after he was traded. He was traded from Washington to Buffalo, shows up to the rank the next day after the trade deadline, comes to our locker room. I think he scored a beautiful goal and blocked a massive shot late in the game. Dana Zubras, like you trade for these types of guys, and then you're kind of like, I can't wait to see what he's gonna do, you know? Damn yeah, right, yep. And that's yep. that's what he would bring to to the lineup. But yep. well, next next, listen, next show. I mean, finish a thought, or if there's something else you want to talk about, but next show we will definitely make sure to get to like all the locker room clean out stuff with Buffalo and and layoff um, matchups and things like that. Probably our year ending grades for the Sabers, right? Yep. Um, do you care to hear what some of the responses have been in regard to our Twitter question, which is, "No matter what, is Devin Levi your opening night starter next season?" And there are there are a bunch of responses. Um, Levi will play forty to fifty games next year, one hundred percent. I say yes, as long as they have proven veteran starter to support him. Um, these are all different answers. I don't know why some people suggest Rochester or split games. The veteran, in my opinion, he needs 60 to 65 games. That was Nate, not your son, Nate. Um, CW, yes, period.
1: Wayne, without a doubt. So, so listen, I mean, it's the shiny new toy. I guess yeah, we get that. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But if, if they, if they do decide to go with Devin Levi, the question is who is the goaltender that is going to, um, backstop with him. And I think, you know, I thought in his first year, okay, he's only 24. He's still super young for a goaltender in the NHL uka and I think needs more time and more time to have an opportunity. He should. Those be are my two. Okay, I'm going toe to
0: go. toe. The kids can have their own competition. Split the games,
1: and this is not toe-to-toe. a. This is not a. Uh, um, I'm not even shunning Comrie because I think you know in in games that he played, he played very well. And there's games that massive shutout against the Islanders. Yeah. I'm sure he would like to have a few, few games back, just like every frigging goaltender or every player. Um, but he's a good goalie. He's a really good goalie. There's just not room. And I am not, and repeat, not taking three goaltenders. It is not good for the morale of that, those guys. And Comrie, one of them has to be moved. I don't I don't have a problem staying having Comrie as as the guy that goes with Levi. Um, if you can trade Uka Pekalukin in a way and in a package deal that you're trying to acquire something to get better, then then do it. I, I think one of the two those two goaltenders are more than capable of being, you know, one of the goaltenders next year with Devin Levi.
0: In his in his last six his last six, seven games, he was one, two, three, four, five wins, one loss, and one OT loss. He had a bad stretch there. He all you know, we lost uh one, two, three, four, five five of his straight starts.
1: So I don't know. He's a solid goalie. Yeah, he is a solid goalie. One one's going to have to be moved. And
0: that's a second round pick, man. Like he's 27. This is the age where goalies come into their own. Like what the fuck are we talking about here? Why are we, why are we handing this guy away so easily?
1: I'm bringing because, all three to camp, and you know because what the luxury you're bringing is? in, because you're bringing in an unknown. You're bringing in an unknown younger, younger player, um, in Devon Levi, and uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are great to say. These are, th- this is where you have to go to the smallest of things, the analytics, all the stuff. That's where you need to go and really dig down deep on, on what is the best thing for this team to do. Like does Devin Leo, Levi start in the minors next year? Does he start and play, play 20 games and by Christmas time, you bring him up? Maybe you he starts the season right here.
0: He gets, gets a few games to start the year. You send them down to Roch, and then you got Comrie and Pekarukin in again. Listen, I, I I can't I, I can't just say that I'm not I'm getting rid of one of them right away. I'm bringing three goalies to camp. I a hundred percent, and I might even start the season with three. Might
1: have to be that way. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. All these guys are super competitive. You think they want to sit out and go on a on a three man rotation? Not not in their slightest. You think they want to go into a practice and share a net? Like, think about that. That's like that's like I've been on like a team the with equivalent. three
0: goalies. I've been on a team with three. Yeah, How'd go? Um, Not too it freaking was, good, man. it was Oh five Oh six. It was. Uh, it, and you know, like a lot of people compare this season to Oh three Oh four, go look at Oh three Oh four at Buffalo fans or any hockey fan. Go look at the Buffalo Sabres. Oh three Oh four. Go look at our finish to the season. Go look at our seven, eight game losing streak in the middle of the year. We lost out by a couple points. This is all recall. By the way, the next year was Oh five Oh six. We had Ryan Miller come in. Okay, and Marty Biron and Mika Nornan. So two first round goalies and a fifth rounder who played like a first rounder. Okay, and the three of them competed, and Milsey stole it, and Mika was the odd man out. His attitude sucked. His effort. I love Mika. He was one of the greatest guys in the world. But he why does became, his attitude suck? He became a distraction. Yeah, yeah, I know. I so know. You fucking
1: just proved my point. But I think that's Meekin why. Mikael was three. what a fifth rounder, you said. Mika Norrman was a first rounder. Marty was oh, a first. Oh, that's rounder. right. He was a first rounder. Two first rounders. Yeah, and they're super happy with three goaltender rotation. I forget. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. You just fucking proved my point. These guys are freaking pissed. They don't want a three goaltender rotation. They're trying we to. We went a to number the conference one.
0: finals that year, so it's not about that. So you got to sacrifice one. Oh my god. Sorry, man. You got to sacrifice one to figure it out. You sacrifice one. But you know what? They sacrificed Mika, and we went to the conference fucking finals. And then we had a stud goalie for the rest of his time in Buffalo, in Ryan Miller. So maybe that's what has to happen.
1: Time will tell. Well, if you already know who your stud is, then why aren't you just riding him with another goaltender? Certainty. You
0: need to have certainty.
1: How old Just was like Marty? How old, how old was Marty? Marty Barron and and Mika Norne when they were playing in? Well, 2000? I was twenty. This was oh five, so I was twenty
0: five. So Marty was probably at the time twenty eight, because he's three years older than I am, and Mika was a year older than I am. So twenty eight and twenty six,
1: and Milzy was what twenty three.
0: 25. Millsy and I are the same age.
1: So 25, 26, 28. So Millsy never, his first year, how old was he? Ryan Bro or in the NHL? In the NHL.
0: 22, 23. 22 years old, he played 15 games. 23, he played three games. Then he had the lockout year in Rochester. And then he played forty eight games and then he took over from there sixty three, seventy six, and then he rolled
1: through. So basically in his fourth year pro is when Ryan Miller took over the net.
0: Uh well, I'd say that year that we're talking about, he stole the net from two first rounders. Because of his uh playing the minors. Well, he did have the benefit of the oh four, oh five season. Um the lockout year. And having the whole year in the minors, yeah, where he played yeah. 63 games. And I think he won an, a And a lot of
1: guys, I think year. Banner uh, oh. spoke about this too, saying that that was probably one of the most important years of his N- NHL or, or professional career, is having that year in the minors to develop, and they were much better suited for the NHL when they got up. Is that- You want to know right? who was on that team? Thomas loaded. Vanek,
0: Jason Pominville, Derek Roy, Paul Gostad, Daniel Paye, Chris Thorburn, uh, Nathan Pace, Yuri Novotny, Michael Ryan, Jeff Peters, Doug Janik, just through token, token brother. Uh, Clark MacArthur played that year in the playoffs. A lot of good young players.
1: So literally the entire team. <laughs> when I came to Yuri Novotny was there as a rookie. Yeah. Was a hell of a team in really, the minors.
0: They had uh, one, two, two. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it's. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Devin Levi. I don't think he's guaranteed. Um, I think he's played very well. I think it's a super small sample size of what we've seen. Um, he he would definitely be dealing with some hiccups. You know, is the goaltender if he is in the NHL, is the goaltender that's going to be with him? Is he going to be a more of a veteran guy? When I say veteran guy, like you know, late twenties. Um, is it going to be one of Ukepekulukin and or or Comrie? I mean, there's so many things that they're going to have to go over in in how they want to play this out. Because up to this point, Kevin Adams and his staff have done a very very nice job being patient, developing, building of an environment that players actually want to be in Buffalo. They love wearing the jersey. And now Kevin Adams is going into an offseason unlike no other. I think he's done some great work by getting Tage Thompson signed, Dylan Cousins signed going to probably have to try and knock something out with Darlene or maybe Owen Power. That would give a lot of clarity to the direction of of what kind of money this team has to spend. But it's, do you start now to start to press the envelope a little bit, just a little bit, not not making uh, a mass amount of trades, but there needs to be some clarity in net there needs to be some change on defense. And there needs to be a few pieces changed on the forward line. If you do that, this team is going to be in the playoffs for sure next year. I can't say anything's for sure, but let me tell you something. This team is going in the right direction. They just need, they need a few pieces to put them over the top. That's a wrap on another episode of After
0: the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at CraigRivet52, at TheInstigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.